0: Yeah, if you're going to start being a mentor, um, read something about how to be a mentor.
1: From Crossroads Media, this is See, Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. Season 9, episode number 13. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved.
2: Welcome back to See Here, Love, and we're so glad you've joined us for this series where I sit down with my mentors from over the decades to catch up with them, ask them questions about me, and listen to their thoughts on mentoring, leadership, and so much more. Well, today's guest and mentor is Lorna Duick. She was my mentor and boss in my late 20s and early 30s and was really key in my formative years and beginning years into my broadcast and media career. And I've learned so much from her. And so, Lorna, welcome to See Here, Love. Welcome to the show.
0: Oh, I'm delighted. Wonderful to see you shining brightly. It's beautiful, Mel.
2: Thank you, Lorna. Now, Lorna, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing currently and maybe a little bit of a window, a picture of your broadcasting career for those that may not know you. And this is the first time they're being introduced to you today.
0: Well, for sure, Mel, I am uh, uh, semi-retired. I am taking um, a season in life where I am trying to really focus on being a good caregiver for the mystery that is Parkinson's disease. So my husband has had Parkinson's now for 13 years and it's a degenerative disease. It has 36 different symptoms and everybody exhibits Parkinson's differently. But uh, in our home for Parkinson's to be uh, a, a, you know, a a manageable, a quality thing, it means we need a lot of calm. We need a lot of calm and we need a lot of peace. And you know me really well, I I actually liked to be the queen of chaos. I, I was very good at that because media takes a lot of different ideas to bounce around and they gel together and you have to be a quick start to do media well that's not my season anymore. That is not my season anymore. And so um, that's the biggest part of my life is just making sure we do Parkinson's well. But around that, I have uh, been able to um, be blessed and arranged to have uh, personal support workers uh, in our home on on a number of different windows of the week. And in that time, I run a creative agency where I, um, I'm both helping launch a new television station called the News Forum. And I'm doing some uh, high level work on the CRTC issues around that. And uh, Mm -hmm. I also have um, five creatives that we work together and we help marketing and communications teams get to the next level of getting their message out. And so uh, the five, six of us that are in Lorna Do It Creative, we work on everything from we've um, I've been able to record a book for Audible. I've been able to see the team make new videos for other agencies. Uh, we write policy papers and statements. And most of the time, I'm just commandeering things from here in the upstairs office.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. And for broadcasting, Lorna, I mean maybe give some background. I mean, did you, I mean, as a young girl, did you always want to be in media and broadcasting a storyteller?
0: Yeah, I did. I've been a storyteller since I can remember uh, grade three. I can remember grade five, a, a school teacher setting me aside and saying, you go sit in this classroom and just write the school play. And I can remember in grade seven as teacher entering me into writing competitions, I always it was in my DNA. It was. And so I was gifted with a lower voice. And um, it was through networking, mentoring, like not even realizing mentoring was going on. But a Bible school professor of mine said to me, you've got drive and energy in your step what is it you want to do with your life and i said i want to be a reporter i want to be a broadcaster but i don't know where to start this was in little winkler manitoba where i was going to winkler bible institute at that time Mm -hmm. as a, a 19 year old and he just wrote a name down on a piece of paper and said tell this man i'm sending you to go see him and he wrote down, I didn't know who, what it was, the name, uh, he was on the board of directors of a network of radio stations, Golden West Broadcasting. And the name was Mr. Elmer Hildebrandt, who's been one of my mentors. And Elmer is now well into his 80s. And he was my, he gave me my first job in radio broadcasting. Wow. Yeah. So, radio you know, you need, the generations need each other. The generations need each yeah. other for, for making connections.
2: So how did you move from radio broadcasting then into television and television broadcasting? Because I think a a number of people would know you from that, from 100 Henley Street, and then from your show that you launched, Listen Up TV, to then Context.
0: Yeah, before I got into Christian media work, I was working in secular media, and I was working for a Winnipeg radio station, and we moved. My husband uh, went off to Brandon University, and I just was waiting in brandon and i i felt the lord say to me one day i was literally on my knees praying i didn't have a job didn't like not having a job and i just felt him say go apply at the television station and in my day that was a big jump to go from radio to television that wasn't like that was literally 30 Eight years ago, I began in television and back then TV was a really big deal and uh, broadcast television. Anyway, so I went in and um, the news director said to me, I'll always remember, he opened the filing drawer beside him and he said, I've got this entire file of applicants who will work for 10 cents an hour. Why should I hire you? You have no experience in television. (sighs) and uh, anyway long story short somehow I got the job and I, re- I always wow. remember he was quite a salty fellow and he walked out of the hallway and he shouted down into the radio room I just hired a bible thumper he said I just ha- hired a bible thumper <laughs> and uh, anyway it was a, you know a newsroom Sorry. and I and it was a lot of storming and forming in a small market of Brandon a CTV market and um And so that's how I got going in television. And then I I stopped to have children, I stopped to have, uh, Mm. I stopped to uh, follow um, uh, a move we made as a family and and have kids and, and it was out of that those years of young mothering, that out of the blue, the founder of Crossroads Christian Communications, Reverend David Maines called me out of the blue, in uh, 1994 and um offered me to come start exploring working with crossroads
2: incredible and how long were you with crossroads as far as on air
0: uh a total of 18 years and uh wow. and um it, it, yeah there were a couple breaks in there for mothering and uh, uh but but more or less it was um it was yeah it was a great wonderful history with them and it was at crossroads that i met you
2: that's right. That's right, yeah. Lorna.
0: Okay. Incredible. So and I are love we going to talk about the, you a little right. bit? Oh,
2: go ahead.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah so we are. So I first I think I want to say, because I think you've just sort of said that and mentioned about mentoring next generations. I want to start with your thoughts of mentoring and then we're going to get into to me. But clearly, Lorna, mentoring has been important to you. It's been part of what you you have received and then what you've, you've given out. And so I think... It's important, I think, for women, especially in my age now, the importance of mentorship. And maybe we can just kind of talk about about that and the advice that you can give to others on how to do it well or how some of the things that you've learned along the way. Because, you know, I think now in my stage and age of life, I've always been mentored. And this is the whole series of being mentored. And now there's a call for me and a lot of my own girlfriends to be now mentors to the next generation, to millennials, um, to Gen Zs. And so maybe it's just some thoughts about your experience and what you've learned um, in that space of mentoring.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I think there's two kinds of mentoring. There's informal mentoring, which I think you and I fell into. Mm -hmm. And then there is Mm -hmm. formal mentoring where someone knocks Mm -hmm. on your door uh, and asks, can I get into your mentoring schedule? So so there's two kinds. And I Mm -hmm. think you need to be... As the mentor, you need to be quite aware of how influential and uh, how how significant that role can be. It's a it's a wonderful gift. It's a beautiful friendship, and you know in your heart as a mentor when it's clicking, when it's working well. So um, yeah, it, it, informally it just happens when you rub shoulders with people who keep calling you for a little bit of advice or sending you a text Mm. or an email, or they come ask you out for coffee and you sit down and do that. And, or it can be in a workplace, or it can be just constantly as an older supervisor to younger staff, or it can be as an aunt. It can be as somebody in a, in a church group, in a community setting, in an exercise group, in a, in a workout club, in the aqua thing, anything like that. It can be part of, mm-hmm. uh, you just, speak your your mind you you just smile and give your opinion on something or you just make sure you hang out Mm -hmm. in a cross-generational setting so those are all the informal ways it happens but i have done a little more work on putting it in a formal structure because obviously the way my schedule is now i i need to be i need to be almost completely home based um as much as i can Mm -hmm. so um i need to schedule those visits here at my place on the deck or um, you know at a, at a nearby coffee shop, but it needs to be it needs to be someplace where it's scheduled. So I would say I've now moved into more formal mentoring relationships mm-hmm. that I'm not in the push and pull of a dynamic workplace like Crossroads was.
2: Yeah. That's good, Lorna. And I think for a number of women, a number of my girlfriends, one of the fears is well, what if I don't know how to answer the question? Or what if I don't know how to mentor well? So that's why some of them, and what I hear from women is I don't want to mentor because I don't know if I can do it, if I'm smart enough, if I have enough wisdom to give. And so then they kind of like shy away from it. What would you say to them? Because I, I, and then I have young women who are like, we need mentors and we can't find them. And so there's a sort of like a a, a tension on either side of mentee and then mentor.
0: Well, I'm very structured about it, Melinda, now. I um, and and I I think what you need to do is put a time frame on it. And so when you get approached to be uh, to to someone approaches you, a mentee approaches you and say, could you just mentor me? I would love to be mentored by you. And sometimes they say it kind of like, oh, like I would love to be mentored by you, but they don't really think that that those words will land with meaning. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. And so what I say is, well, let's talk about this. My, my policy, or I don't call it a policy. I just say my style, my style is Mm
2: -hmm.
0: let's try this for six months. I'll meet you 8.00 AM the first Monday of the next six months. And we'll talk for one hour. We'll talk for one hour. And, um, and then I say, uh, and I'll have a few questions for you. And and I take notes when you and I visit, and then at the end of six months we can reevaluate. And so the, you you put that structure around it. It helps both sides to put a, a six month window or however many however long you want to do it. And if the person is in crisis, they need to be seen more than once a month. But if it's a normal healthy working young person, leader, middle age, whatever, once a month is is good enough. And at all ages, it's good to have mentoring, but that's another another topic. Yes. So I would say approach somebody you admire if you want to be mentored. Approach somebody you admire. Uh, put a time frame on it with that, and then come with three questions every time uh, that, you, that you want to have that conversation. Always come with three questions. However, when I'm running the show, when, when I say, yes, I will mentor you, I'd love to mentor you when I say that, I'd love to mentor you. I asked them for a couple of things. I put some structure around it in asking, and I wrote down these questions for you because I knew you are going to ask me. <laughs> I, I, um, I asked this, where are you now? When, when we get, when we talk first, I want you to tell me where are you at in your life now? And then I want you to tell me, where do you want to be? Where do you, where do you hope Ooh. you can be? And so those, okay. those two things. And, um, and, and I, I, I think it really helps take out the mystery of I don't know how to do this if you put a little bit of structure like that around your mentoring
2: yeah and, and See, I, also I think, think that's really helpful gonna, I think...
0: Sorry. I, I was just gonna add if you're go yeah if you're going to start being a mentor um, read something about how to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reached for, uh, in this book, in this uh, interview, I reached for this book. Have you, have you interviewed Carson yet? Carson Pugh, Mentoring Leaders. No, not it's yet. Book. This book is becoming a classic. It's 25 years old, very good book. And it has a lot of really good, uh, the whole structure policy. Carson was the founder of Aero Leadership Canada. And, um, and, and, Read something, whether it's you know, like find out, find something that's trending in in popular mentor leadership talk, but give yourself a little bit of education in it too.
2: Yeah, Lauren, well, I really like that. I think I think that's important for us to have some thoughtful intention and practical things if you're going to be a mentor, right? Because mm-hmm. and and again, you know, and even see her love one of you know a comment or something that's written to us quite a bit is I'm looking for a community. I'm looking for a mentor. I'm looking for somebody to journey through life with. We can't find them. How do we do it? And on the other side, I have women who are like, I want to mentor. And like I said before, but I'm afraid to do it. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I have the time. I don't know what that would look like. And so I think those are really good tips on structure a little bit more formal. And I think for busy women, that's really yeah. important because I think if you yeah. just sort of said you can have access it to me any time, I think that would not be healthy for on either side, or or yeah. really really realistic. And so,
0: so the mentee comes into the visit really quite prepared, knowing they they've got to think, right. and, and 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 it's a wonderful structure. And and actually, if you go to the Arrow Leadership website, they have mentorship forms up there because they realize the public is looking for sources on this, and. And you can guide your mentee then on just say, what area of your life do you want to focus on? When I was young, I had mentors for mothering. I had mentors for broadcasting. Like I I picked areas that I knew I needed to work on. And I had a mentor for how do you run run with a board of directors? Like you can really... Um, zero in on a need, on a skill that you want to build. Like, I, I was just reading about this amazing woman who started one of Canada's first engineering firms as a female, a female. And you know, those wow. are the kind of people where you want to go. Like, okay, how did she grow a company in a male-dominated area? Like, just you you look for people mm-hmm. you admire and you you can zoom in on learning a few steps to take you to the next step of your life. So you, you ask your mentee, where do you want to be? What will your life look like when you get there? And you're taking notes Mm -hmm. as the mentor. And then you just think and pray and you, you listen, you listen well to what's going on in their life. And, and you, you, at the end of the hour, you've probably given all you need to give for that, that, that month
2: that's good, Lorna, I think it's, it's it seems obvious for a mentee the benefits of being in a, a mentoring relationship. For a mentee like myself, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm going to the people that I admire over my life and learning practical skills, a uh, journey with Jesus, those things. But what would you say then as a mentor, what would be what is the benefit? Why, why mentor? how does it How does it help you personally? to mentor oh, it, someone.
0: Uh... It's just a gift and an honor to stay engaged in watching how God is shaping people. And it's a gift mm-hmm. to be a safe place. Good. The best mentoring means anything can come out on the table and it's not going to be repeated mm-hmm. anywhere. It's a completely confidential yeah. relationship. And so you just have this beautiful sense that, you were part of helping somebody on their journey. It's good and it's easy. And you know what? You've got this filing cabinet in the back of your head of all this stuff you've lived through and experienced mm. and read about. And it's just a joy to be able to see your mind reach back into the filing cabinet and bring something forward that will help someone on their journey.
1: Hi, I'm Addison Espilla, one of the content producers here at See Here Love. I just wanted to take a moment to invite you to join our community called the See Here Lovelies. Here's how. Number one, sign up to our weekly newsletter. Every week, you'll get a personal note from Melinda with links to our shows, blogs, and resources, as well as inspirational content and a short devotional. You'll also be the first to know about upcoming events and giveaways. QR code is in the show description or sign up through our website at See Here Love and look for the newsletter icon. Number two, join us in studio and be part of our studio audience take a behind-the-scenes tour in our master control room, editing suites, and studio, you'll meet Melinda and the See Here Love co-hosts and guests. Email us at seeherelove at crossroads.ca for more info. And finally, number three, become a monthly partner. $25 or $50 a month will help us share our brave themes and conversations on television, here on podcasts, YouTube, video streaming, and on our social media platforms. We can't do See Here Love without donations and sponsorships. So please go to www.dot.seherelove.dot.com/slash/donate and give your one-time or monthly donation today. Become a See Here Lovely and join our See Here Love community of belonging, vulnerable and brave conversations. We are here for you.
2: Well, we're gonna transition now, which is so funny. I mean, I'm, I'm sending out this, you know, this email to you, Lorna, about what we're going to talk about. And as I'm writing this, I'm like, I'm actually asking her, what did you see in me that you took the time to support and champion encourage and mentor me sort of prior to when I joined you at listen up, but also into that time. And like you mentioned before, Lorna, it was, it was more of an informal mentoring, but, but what did you see in me that you're like, okay, I'm going to take the time to really, you know, uh, Yeah. Give of myself to Mel.
0: Okay. I, 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 I thought about this. Mel, that was 24 years ago, 24 years ago. (laughs) I know. So 24 years ago. And you know what happened? (laughs) I didn't see you. Your father saw you and phoned me. Your dad called me and said, I have an amazing daughter and she's at a low point. She's depressed. She needs to rest. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's on leave from her employer mm-hmm. and she needs, um, she needs to see who she is. She needs to see what's in her. Would you talk to her? Mm. And so I called you into the office and boom, I could just, what did I see in you? I saw somebody who was in a rebuilding phase. That's what I saw. Mm. I saw somebody who was, uh, dynamic. You were wounded at at that time, 24 years ago, you, Mm -hmm. you were in a low spot. And, um, but I saw in you a spark and just a willingness, like who goes to go see an older lady that your dad told you to go see, (laughs) you know, for all of us who struggle. Yeah. So, so, um, (laughs) Yeah. I, I just, you know, you're, you, that that's what I saw in you was just a willingness to get to the next level. You did not want mm-hmm. to stay where you were. That's what I saw in you.
2: Yeah. I appreciate that. And I think over the years, Lauren, I think, you know, here I was and, you know, I had no background in media broadcast. I really didn't. And and it was, it was a crossroads for me on where I was going to go because I was in advocacy and fundraising and, and in a, in a you know, not for profit world, moving into this world of television and teleprompters and transcribing and guesting and producing like something that I really, I think story. there was some like skills there, but, but I didn't yeah. really have any formal skills as far as education.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so you and hit I learned so really. much from you. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the ground running, researching, running for us. I love always the story when you told me we had to do human trafficking and you gave me these outrageous numbers of people who were being trafficked. This was 24 years ago. Well, it would have been 23 years ago. And I didn't believe you. Mm -hmm. I said, you got to come back to me with more research. I don't believe this. And you got on uh, the author of not for sale, the groundbreaking book, not for sale. And, um, and that that's just you. You knew how to research, dig. Like you have a natural curiosity. And so it's very easy to train you into producing skills. Find the story, Mel. Find the people. Find the facts. You had no problem mm-hmm. with that. You're not afraid to knock on any door.
2: That's good. And you know what I think it was? I think that it was part of it where the informal mentoring was not only just as boss within in the workplace, but I think, Lauren, I always really felt kind of that safe place to ask you, ask you questions, I mean, faith questions, life questions, work questions. And I think, you know, as I'm thinking about key mentors and people in my life of who helped me get where I am today, absolutely, hands down, you are formative and and so important in that space. But I think that's what worked, right? I think that there was a trust and safety that we could kind of chat. And I think the, you know, informal relationship we had was really – was really key for us. Yes, yeah, so, that so we it was could very kind of different. And I could ask you questions.
0: Yeah, and it was very different than what I just described about this formal structure I do where someone shows mm-hmm. up at eight and we, mm-hmm. we have this talk and they go through these questions. You and I, it was because I we had a good conversation. I could see in you super potential. I was delighted to hire you at the grassroots level of uh, production assistant, which means everything from. Photocopying back in the day when we photocopied <laughs> everything from yeah. you know, uh, chasing phone calls, research, you name it, and you 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 were a beautiful, pliable, uh, willing to learn person, and we talked like steady all day back and forth. Do this, do yeah. that. It was a small shop. We were building a show, and you just were a terrific learner. That's what, that's what a, a good mentee is a learner.
2: Mm. Yeah. And what I love Lorna, is now that even after we've worked together, we still are in relationship with yeah. one another, which I yeah. think is a beautiful, you know, I think picture of how it can, how, you know, sort of mentee mentor and then friendship can actually really develop over the years. Here we are, like you said, 24 years later and here we are. And I'm you know, not still in each lives. I think it's really
0: great. And I'm not surprised one bit at the leadership that you have here. You are now lining me up for an interview, pulling me out of my quiet little <laughs> den, and I am not surprised because you weren't a fearful person. You know, as whatever the mm-hmm. obstacles were, you knew uh, you had to keep going. You had to keep going. So you've been through a lot of barriers that you've knocked down, that you've kept going, that you've kept pitching. And uh, I'm not surprised that God has brought you to this place of national leadership where you're just teaching and presenting beautiful ideas to help people grow in Christ.
2: Mm, Thank you. That means a lot, Lorna. So I guess that is, I mean, you're not surprised. I mean, that was the question. Are you surprised where I'm at? And I, I think of anyone, I think you being really close in the journey in, especially in my work journey, I, I I guess it wouldn't surprise you to see where I'm at. I mean, sometimes it surprises me because I'm like, how did this happen? You know,
0: and, and, and here's something else about why I'm not surprised um, and maybe your listeners know you've had two significant crashes in your life caused by circumstances and mm-hmm. people around you. And I'm not surprised you are you recovered and went on to lead at new levels because you are deeply connected to God. You are sincere mm-hmm. about having a relationship with God. And I I remember times where you go, I gotta get back to my Bible, I gotta get back to my prayer team, I gotta, I gotta, you know, and you you take time to pull yourself away from the noise and get anchored spiritually. And I've seen that in you for the last 24 years. And I'm not surprised that God, our God is a God of do-overs. Our God is a God of recovery. Yeah. Our God is a God of new beginnings. And you have lived that, haven't you? Beautifully.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And you know what? In those major issues in my life, Lorna, you have actually been a part of those. <laughs> You've been part of the, the prayer team or me reaching out for prayer or can I come see you? Or so... I, I think that's really beautiful when you can be with someone like now and realize that they've been through those crashes and hard times and here we are. So I so appreciate you. And on that, this section is about what I just appreciate about you. Cause you've just shared about me and I've written them down. So you have to receive, you have to receive all this, what I'm going to tell about you. So I actually thought about it. I was, I was kind of sitting there. I'm like, what do I so respect and admire about Lorna? And there's so many things. So I had to kind of like bring it to these, these. So number one, because this is who I am too. You are a trailblazer in my connections with people. Trailblazer comes up a lot with you, Lorna. I've watched you launch lead and fundraise and do the hard work for your show. Listen up. And now context, what an inspiration as you became, you know, CEO of crossroads, Christian communications you are a trailblazer in Canada, especially as a woman. And I've heard this time and time again from women in Canada, the women that I hang out with, that you are one of the first women that we saw publicly really lead and speak and be a trailblazer in spaces that we as women in ministry and Christian women did not have a woman to, to look up and go, hey, she represents me or represents the passions or the what we desire. And so trailblazer, number one. Number two, what I admire about you is that you listen to the Holy Spirit. In all the time I've known you, prayer is very important to you. And it's not just in the asking, but in the listening to him. One of the first things I learned about prayer, about listening was from you. I thought prayer was always about asking and speaking. And yet I remember times, even when I was working with you, that prayer was listening. Melinda, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Melinda, you need to go away and listen to what God is saying to you. And that's always been a priority for you Mm. and it's been big. And I think that because you listen, you have been in those places of influence in Canada um, for decades. The third thing, you are a learner. Like what you said about me, I have seen you learn in the guests and interviews you would get in the conversations you would engage in. You were always wanting to learn more in secular spaces, in marketplace spaces, in Christian spaces about people, ideologies, and systems, and politics. You're always reading. You are a learner. And I think that is what makes you a great leader.
0: Oh, so you've always you. been a learner,
2: and I've seen that. Thank you. There's so there's a few more. You value <laughs> and love people. I think just mentioning about your care for Vern in making huge changes and pivoting in that place of caring for Vern, your heart for the most marginalized, your family and your friends. The first time that I realized that there was an issue with – indigenous people in Canada was with you I didn't know this I had gone through school I had been in spaces but when we were at listen up your heart for indigenous first nations issues and people that was the first time I really heard that and so you truly love and value people next you are a champion Lorna for the next generation for women uh, you trust them and believe in them, even if they don't believe yet in themselves or their abilities, which is what you just said about me, is that you are a champion for people. And I find too that you are a champion for sometimes the, the underdog, the one that people might've missed and you see the goodness, the the godness in people and you championing them. And that's totally me. I mean, you're right. I was down and out and I actually thought, God, who is going to want me? Who is going to want to take a chance on me to do work when I'm in the space and you did. And then finally, I think this is really, really key is that you truly love Jesus. He is your anchor, your rock, your fortress, your love that endures forever. And without a doubt, you love him deeply and closely. And I think that is an example to me about someone who really has been close and leaned in into him throughout your life. And so All these things are what I admire about you. I've always Mm -hmm. admired about you and I admire about that for you today. Thank you. So I just wanted to to share that with you. I feel that hug. (laughs) I feel that hug. Thank you. Okay, good, good. Finally, Lorna, as a leader, and I think this is really important as we're, you know, talking about mentorship, but you've been leading for many years. What would you say are your top three leadership tips or habits for a young or new leader that they need to cultivate to be a great leader? I think these, this is important for anybody that's listening or watching on that.
0: Well, I think the first thing, Mel, I would say is get your spiritual life in order. And that's not mm-hmm. as quick and fast as I just said it. But do the hard work, the time-consuming work of getting your spiritual life in order. And there's two foundations that are fundamental. You need to go away from your job For and your family for a few days a period of time however long you think it's going to take you to wind down be still and then rest and then start just listening to the holy spirit so you have to leave the fray you have to rest for a day and then you have to start um positioning yourself in front of the lord and just asking for direction and counsel on your heart and um when I was at the peak of my CEO roles, I did that once a month, I would go away for a full day in a prayer silent uh, space because there was just a lot of decisions that needed to be made. And did I hear there how to go home and take care of a husband who has Parkinson's disease? Absolutely. Um, did it, yeah. But also way back in the young days, you know, on, on all the kinds of workplace decisions so that's the first thing is get your spiritual life in order and that may take confession and repentance and a a mentor a spiritual guide to get you on that and then daily i mean if daniel could say um that he was going to four times a day pray at that window if joshua could say this book of the law would not depart from his mouth, if David could spend all that leadership time in the Lord's temple, how much more must you and I be daily connected to the word of God? Um, So that's just, Mm. and, and have a personal prayer team. It doesn't need to be big, but you need to check in regularly with people who you know will love and support you in prayer. So my first advice to any leader, regardless of your profession, is get your spiritual life in order, feed it, maintain it, do all of that. Second, mm-hmm. is just write down a few goals, and um, and and I I'm currently using the full focus planner by Michael Hyatt, um, uh, just the black full focus prim, uh, thing, and. You you pick like there's only seven or eight goals you can really work on, and some of them are personal, some of them uh, are your workplace, uh, some of them are for an educational or societal outreach. You can figure that out, but just write them down, write them down, and then and 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 then schedule your week by those goals. Look back and forth and say, mm-hmm. okay, am I doing those one, two, three things? when am I going to make time for one two three uh where is that in my my weekly schedule and so every day you have a, a window where you can write down here are three things I'm going to do to advance my goals and then then your day is okay. kind of guided by those things but you really have to take the scheduling carefully uh, Ephesians chapter 4 mm-hmm. says says, make the most, make the most of your opportunities. And uh, I think that happens around goal setting and reflecting on it and just taking time to do that. So that would be it. And, you know, at this stage of my life, I wish I had taken um, my physical health more seriously, although I'm very healthy now, but when I watch how much health can be fragile and I see what happened when a chronic uh, disease like Parkinson's comes into our family, exercise is a really big part of our family now, really big part. And I I think mm-hmm. I think I should have done it a lot earlier, a lot earlier just to keep my mental health well. Anyway, so those those yeah. three things. So spiritual three, life, yeah, so three, goal so setting
2: really life, spiritual and life, and your
0: physical cool. exercise, stay healthy, eat well, all those things.
2: I love that. I think it's really important because I think there's a lot of, you know, leadership tips and things out there. And I think these are very practical things. I think even listening to you, they're things that I need to kind of like be more intentional about um, because sometimes life happens, Lauren, you just keep going, you respond and you react to what's happening yeah. versus kind of like taking back some agency for you and saying, wait a second, I need to, because I think, you know, I think one thing I'm, I'm hearing you say, one of the things is I don't kind of take time out to go away have some quiet time, mm-hmm. and I am surrounded by the noise of mm-hmm. social media and everything. And so, I think that's really, really important. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah if you can and decide, love that there's a lot of intentionality.
0: Yeah, if you can decide, like, what are the three biggest things I want to accomplish? Like, number one in my goals that yeah. I write out for the quarter, number one is to equip my husband's mobility. So that means I have to figure out how I'm going to schedule my day around the changing exercise needs that can keep the Parkinsonian muscles moving and going. Um, anyway, you know, and, and and then I do have some career workplace goals for me still, and they've got to fit in this 12 hour window every week. I work 12 hours a week. That's it. And, um, you you know that means you can't be always doing all the fun little things you think you want to run off and do, and so you you just you just organize and plan and slow down enough to run your life by goals.
2: It's so good. Well, Lorna, thank you, thank you so much for spending oh, this time welcome. with me for being such Janelle. a formative yeah for being a formative part of my life for being a mentor, an informal mentor to me. And thank you for your presence and leadership to so many people. It was a real pleasure just spending just this short time with you um, on thoughts of mentoring my opportunity to gush about you and hearing a little bit about what you saw in me. It's always neat because sometimes you kind of run ahead and you're like, Oh, I've never asked that person what they thought. And, and it just, it's encouraging for me as well. And And, uh, so so thank you. Thank you so so much. It's
0: beautiful beautiful to see how you have completely Um, energized, lifted, taken your brand, uh, which is really who you are as as a person, into just the most relevant way that women live now. And so I I just give you honor and bless you and just want to pray Mm. that God keeps helping your good ideas and the good facility you have with people shine all over.
2: Thank you. And, you know, I think for some people that might know or not know, and this would just be a little quick insert, but See Here Love came about because I pitched it to you when you were CEO of Crossroads and you believed in me. Now, I had to do some hard work and I'm still doing hard work, Lorna, for this, <laughs> but um, you believed in me and gave me the chance again. And so I think one of the things I've really learned in our relationship, mentoring relationship, friendship is you know, you see God sort of like in, in a really creative way, you know, here I am not, you know, I'm down and out. You take a chance on me. We kind of grow for seven years. Listen up. I learn things. We learn things together. We go in different directions. We come back. Opportunity comes. It, it's really neat to see how God kind of weaves in the relationship, um, the mentoring for years later to come and what comes out of that. And so again, thank you for believing in my dream with See, Here Love and how now with that, we're reaching a whole generations and generations of women and men with gospel, with good news, with, with, um, you know, Jesus inspired, Holy Spirit inspired ways of thinking and living. And it's amazing. It's amazing to see how, you know, we started in broadcast on TV and now how we've expanded And so I so appreciate that. And thank you so much for that. And to you, our listeners and viewers, our prayer and hope is that you will find a mentor that you can do life with, that you will choose to be a mentor for a young person that needs direction and encouragement, that you will listen, really listen to the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you as you live, as you lead, as you love God and others. And as you do, know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Thank you so much for joining us today. The Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, or hard to believe. Scripture Untangled, a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society, brings you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to help you be inspired to dive into the Bible and understand it. Listen for free and subscribe to Scripture Untangled on your preferred podcast app. Visit ScriptureUntangled.ca for more information.
1: Thank you for listening to See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks we are able to do see Her love because of these generous sponsors tyndale university belinda and i are both tyndale alumni tyndale is where you will experience high quality academics interwoven with faith and a community of students and faculty that challenges you to live authentically to follow christ and actively engage your culture visit www.tyndale.ca the Canadian Bible Society champions the Bible as the voice of God, revealing Jesus Christ, the Living Word. Go to www.biblesociety.ca And finally, the International Justice Mission Canada rallies Canadians to the fight to end slavery and violence in our lifetime and prove that justice for the poor is unstoppable. Go to ijm.ca today. Please check out these amazing organizations who are doing life transforming work and who we are proud to be partnered with.